Good morning. Yo. What happened? Yo. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Yeah. Hi, friends. Happy Thursday. It's a lot going on. Good morning to everybody. Morning, morning, morning. Pickathon starts today. Sneaker Week starts today. We start today. We're starting off your day. Oh. This bar is all over the place. Just (laughs) Barmageddon. I wonder if anybody knows what that means. Uh, uh, yeah. We have we have some listeners that are hit to the now. They definitely know. Real hit yeah. to the now. Yeah. I, I apologize for a little bit of delay there. Focus mode. I don't know if it's... I always get signed out of my x-ray account when I hop down in here. And then I got signed back in so I can access... two-step authentication. Yeah. Oh. Are you ambush? Okay. Are okay. you here? Fair enough. Fair enough. You know... Nothing like a computer asking you if you're the bot. It's one of my faves. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey no, that. you are. Yeah. Why did I show you where all these uh, trucks are in this photo? <laughs> and now bicycles? Just give me access. We're crying out loud. Sheesh. I had to do an authentication for my aunt's iPad yesterday. Oh, yes, everybody. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I just... Uh, Tell me that code that just got sent to your phone. And she was like, there's nothing on my phone. Oh, my. How'd you know? You pulled the magic trick. I am magic. Whoa. I pulled a Morgan Copperfield. authentication code out of my back pocket and blew it <laughs> like, at your phone. You were like, wait, what's this behind you? <laughs> Six unique numbers. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> well, what do we have here? She then tried to tell me that she would keep it. And I was like, please don't. That is a one-time use only. There's, oh, she, please do she, not get yourself confused and have that. She wanted to write it down. Yeah. She was like, well, I better make sure I have this. No, you shouldn't. No. We needed it for one thing that's and one it. thing only. That's it. That's all. It's been done. It is pretty amazing how uh, much of a genius you appear to your family that doesn't know how to use, you know, oh, technology. Yeah. I mean, but this has been our life. Yeah. Since, you know. Since forever. Yeah. Come come set that VCR for me, whatever. <laughs> oh, well, I was just waiting for Morgan to get here to straighten up my VCR. Uh, or the, you know, digital clock that has instructions on it. <laughs> yeah, it's always those. That dang time change. I'll just wait for Morgan to get here and be an hour <laughs> off. <laughs> Until then. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Any hoodle doodles. Here we are. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. Came through the text thread just now. Good morning. Uh, and then Rudo says, <laughs> I heard it was Macklemore who started sneakily. Rudo, we are not starting our Thursday this way. We are not doing that, sir. Uh, <laughs> Rudo, chill, chill. <laughs> but do shout out the homies at Sneaker Week. Yeah, definitely. Um, we Man. don't know Macklemore, so he's not a part of it. No. You know, no shade. We just, uh, we don't know our Seattle friend. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> mess, mess, mess. So what are we going to chat about today? Ah, let me see. There's me a few see. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly national, and mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why. Alex Jones is on trial. You guys know that? <laughs> the man who used to lead my thoughts at one point. Uh, oh, is it fair to say that? Oh, I God. was listen. Oh, I was conspiracy theoried in, man. I was I was a mess. 
Listen. You know what? I think maybe your next stage in life, the your your next act, if you will, give it to me. Uh, needs to be de-radicalizing people from the uh, red pill I'm down. rabbit hole. I'm down. Although I'm I don't very... know, is that which pill is it? If it's just conspiracy theories, both, both pill, no pill, all pills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These supplements that I have, <laughs> they're supplements. <laughs> it's all pills, all pills. My favorite was watching him up there, like coughing and coughing himself red, and like. Uh, this is a real problem. You might not think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, do you need your supplements? <laughs> Should someone bring them up, Alex? Can somebody please explain to me why there's a certain brand of people that just um, have no idea how you're supposed to, like, handle your bodily fluids? Like, he just, his eyes were running and he was coughing. So he took tissue and just, like, rubbed his entire face <laughs> with it. <laughs> And it just it harkened back to Rudy Giuliani um, right in the middle of, or the beginning of COVID. Right. Uh, blew his so nose. Gross. And then wiped his eyes. And then wiped his mouth. And then put that handkerchief in his pocket. <laughs> you all remember that. <laughs> it was so gross. Never going to forget. Right. I mean, sans COVID, it's just gross, I mean, bro. you got to know that those things are not... You're not to do one and then do the other. You got to know that, but maybe you don't know that. I don't know. Gross. Gross. Maybe his mom wiped his nose for him all the time. It's quite possible. You know? Rudy, let me get that. <laughs> I'm going to get that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll talk yes. a little bit about that just because uh, it's funny. Yeah. And I always, I, I love me a trial. Mm -hmm. I, I hate me the system, but I love me a trial. <laughs> and I really do appreciate seeing people get caught in lies. Love that it. is a love it. Big fan over here. Yeah, and I really appreciate seeing uh, mistakes that get made by people that you're like wouldn't make that mistake. Like Alex Jones's lawyers certainly wouldn't accidentally send all of his phone records for two years after they lied and said they didn't have them. That would definitely not happen. Yes, it did. I mean, part two, and then you had a ten day window uh, to get that back. And you get, and you were like, "Hey, man, that were more important, more pressing." Maybe. Hey, man, maybe everybody should know. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get in front of this. Yeah, we encourage you to definitely check out some of the that footage. Some of the clips, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. He's like, "Man, you got your Perry Mason moment," you know? And yeah, yeah, sir, sir. You're right. <sighs> I did get my Perry Mason moment on you. Thank you, thank you. Watch me go viral, sir. Right. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about Republicans playing games, pump faking, and then, you know, helping pass a bill to expand health care anyway for some veterans. Yeah, for some veterans. Also going to talk about Walgreens and CVS having similar policies that allows pharmacists to deny birth control prescriptions and cashiers to deny the sale of condoms. And our good friend, uh, Maddie Gates. Hello, Maddie. Old Maddie. Old Maddie. Which one is it, Beavis or Butthead? Um, if he. Which one's the dark hair? That's Butthead. Butthead Gates. Can you say that? <laughs> on, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, you can. he tried to body shame a 19-year-old, and so she raised uh, 2.2 million for abortion access, and uh, it's growing. Just keeps going. Wow. She just keeps getting. I wonder what it is now. Raking in the more money. I'll do a uh, quick search. Yeah, quick yeah. search. In local stories, uh, the first governor debate, of the campaign cycle did happen. And uh, we'll be discussing recognizing systemic failures in feel-good stories. 
The 845, Alex Zelensky, news editor for the Portland Mercury, will be joining us to talk about Isabella, Gar- Isabella Garcia's piece on the community-led solution to climate crises. Hello. We love it. We do love it. We do love it. But yeah, man, uh, fact-filled morning. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of jizz oaks on deck. We got a uh, couple of texts. Dr. J tuning in. Everyone knows news of my fiance is lit. I see what you did there. I do. I like it. Hey, I'm here for it. (laughs) Somebody sent in. uh, This is this is about um, the uh, the logging in the Mm. the authentication. The expert IT person that I am. Entire magic show. Indeed. And it's just common security features and the Dow E generated and Dow E generated <laughs> images. <laughs> I am the captcha. Right. You know? Got the captcha. Right away. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no updates uh on yet. On the uh, amount. On the amount. So uh, two point two still. That's a lot of what we're looking at. That's great. She so she uh, Oh, we haven't done it yet. Yeah. Sorry. I was about to jump ahead. All the way ahead. Okay. I mean, it's our show. We can jump anywhere we want, man. So true. Yeah. Shall I? I think so. Let's do it. All right. I'm doing it. (laughs) Last week, 19-year-old Olivia Juliana found herself in the strange position of being the target of Republican Representative Matt Gates. It started when Gates published a repugnant tweet which questioned why women are concerned about abortion rights. Juliana responded saying, quote, I wear heels so that men like Matt Gates are reminded of their place. She also pointed out that Gates is under investigation for sex trafficking underage girls. Gates took the bait and retweeted her photo, claiming that abortion right activists are unattractive. Juliana used this as an opportunity to call on the Internet to raise money for abortion funds. Her goal was a few thousand dollars at most. She ended up raising $2.2 million in just one week, over three times what many national groups raise in an entire year. Wow. The money will be split among 50 abortion rights funds nationwide. Juliana has turned her overnight celebrity into a campaign against, Repu- against Republicans, especially in her home state of Texas. Way to go, Maddie. <laughs> I don't know how he hasn't figured this out yet, but um, 19-year-olds are not to be played with. They, there's a different level of, I don't care about your feelings. And this is me trying to censor myself here and not use yeah. big, the big four letter words. Yeah. Um, the words they use. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Unapologetically. To, to, you know, so Matt Gates was at CPAC, which uh, I think that <laughs> happens every day now. It's just a it, weekly it's show. It's just a weekly yeah, show that they do instead of a conservative convention that happened once or twice a year. Now yeah. it's every other week. Um, And he said something to the effect, and this is one of my faves. It's, uh, you know, top five dead or alive. (laughs) Uh, It's always the ugly fat women that are talking about abortions. Like anybody's going to get you pregnant. And sir, you're a whole adult. (laughs) Like, like my mind is like, you're an elected official. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow. This is really sixth grade for you. Wow. This Haven't moved you, on. This is how you get to show up and lead people. You say things like that. I mean, the crowd went wild. And then you get owned. 
uh, I believe the word is destroy. Destroy. Um, yeah. She trolled that man epically for days, just kind of like uh, how you <laughs> she said something about him being five seven, and you know I'm not here to do any of the body shaming or height shaming, or anything <laughs> right, like right, that. right. But I am five seven, <laughs> and I was like, that is. Uh... <laughs> Six four in heels, uh, definitely looking way down on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's always that dude. It's that dude who has struggled with many a things in his life, who has all the opinions about someone else and what they would and wouldn't need. Yeah. And that also just tries to goes to the point of uh, continued, like, um, how do I say this? You. You don't get to be a woman and be sexual unless I find you sexually right. attractive. That's it. So you can't be. At, what I don't think you're attractive, so no one would find you attractive. Right. So you would never need to worry about any of these. Like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Uh, not to, not to pull from that point. I'm still kind of like, it's it's <laughs> like you're going out into the desert with no preparation whatsoever, no water. No backpack, no camel backpack, no nothing. There is nothing in me that would ever attempt to spar <laughs> with a woman between the, a young lady between the ages of, it's around 13, 14 <laughs> to about 27. That age range right there, you were going to hear things come back at you. <laughs> you're never prepared for <laughs> like never you're just like what well, i was just insulting you why are you trying to kill me with your words <laughs> like, there it is they're jedi <laughs> i know the, mm, the observation skills the the quick wit the quick wit it's just you're like i got a couple already but i whoa i wasn't I prepared didn't know we were going there also what Ooh. is this man doing uh arguing with teenagers on the internet that and I, <laughs> like, I, I, I do want to let our listeners know that particular type of wit and venom is why we prefer women battle rappers over okay but i it, don't know why that needed to be they, they, a point. Some, of the, some of the best ones some it's just like they're so extra <laughs> it's mean it's, you're like oh <laughs> It's very clear the Whoa. dudes are like a performance, and then the women, you're like, wait, she might actually. <laughs> Did she pull up court records? Why is she referencing that? <laughs> this is for entertainment. Uh, someone's going to get hurt here. Some yeah. feelings are. Why'd you bring her mother into this? Her children? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Matt Gates, sir, uh, this is not what you want ever. No. The internet is not good for you. I, the these, thing these, is the that the internet is not great for a lot of people. And especially if you don't know how to yeah. uh, wield your your power on it. Yeah. Or if you're confused about your level of power. Or if you're confused about your level of power. Like, the amount of people that agree with Matt Gates is far less than the people that agree with Juliana, Olivia Juliana. Yeah. He doesn't understand that because he doesn't step outside of his own, yep, like, bubble. think tank bubble. Mm -hmm. um, where someone else tells him what to say so that he gets paid money. And that's all he wanted to do. Yeah. Like this, is this, this was it. I, and he doesn't even really want to do this. He just wanted to have the power of it. So he can maybe like run for Senate later in life, yeah. you know, like, Hey guys, I'll come back after I do some hedge funding or. <laughs> it, it is interesting how, you know, some people treat the internet 
like they're just talking to their circle of friends. Yes. And no one else can see. It's like, I, I just, I, it was in a text thread. No, it was a tweet, sir. It's, it's and everything. you have millions of followers because you're a congressperson. Also, <laughs> this isn't your first time <laughs> having an issue. <laughs> like, like, come on, man. Also, like, we haven't figured out at all yet that that Gen Z has a different idea of how to handle conflict. <laughs> like we just haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. You are not going to waste their time, their day. They're not about to waste any energy on you. And you're, have you seen how they leave jobs? You don't. You don't get to hurt my feelings, boo. <laughs> you <laughs> what I'm not going to do is care about any of this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you later. God. They're not giving you anything. And when I say see, I mean you can text me, but right. I likely won't respond. I won't respond. <laughs> you can text the number that you used to use to contact me. Yes. I will not be on the other end of it. Like you're just not, you are in no way prepared. It doesn't matter how many uh, teenage girls he traffics. He doesn't talk to them. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say next. You're not talking to these girls. Not trying to make light of that. No. I just want to make, make sure everyone understands how gross he is. Yeah. Also, one of the only Congress people to um, vote against a sex trafficking bill while currently under investigation for sex trafficking. So that is just on par. You don't say. <laughs> oh, oh, we got a hey, Christopher building as a 5'10 former six inch heels wearing oh. chubby fronts there. I'm completely sexually secure. I wouldn't touch him. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice little 10 foot pole. Good morning, Crystal. Good morning, Crystal. Like, Bro, I'm telling you, silly, silly one, that Matt Gates, that frat Gates. Frat. Oh, is that what you guys have been calling him? Um, I I started calling him that a while ago. I don't know if I, must have missed I that. made that if if I got that from the zeitgeist, right? Frat Gates, or if I am in fact a battle rapper. <laughs> uh, it's he, hard to say. He's the worst. <laughs> he is the worst imbecile. Just. Unbelievable. Yeah. <sighs> well, we got some uh, pump faking and some Republicans, I guess. You got to give it to me because right. uh, this was a, a, what do they call it? A roller coaster. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I what just happened? saw the, Crystal just, I, I'm just seeing the picture of the cats. <laughs> They're little, little snow bunnies there. Mm-hmm. Here they are. Look like they chill out at Aspen. They, yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. The, they don't. They never At leave the lodge. The lodge. Yeah. They never leave the lodge. They're and they also actually skate. run the lodge. Yeah, yeah. They're the managers. <laughs> but they do want you to come down at you know at eleven for the presentation for the hot cocoa. Yeah, and and slide also deck. the <laughs> yes the timeshare you have to be. There oh, that. that's they the presentation. To, that's a, yeah. Oh boy, that yeah. is what they manage. Look at them. Mm, Adorable. Mm, mm. It's not often that the Senate can come to an agreement, especially not on an issue like health care. Finally, after a long fight to push through the Honoring Our Pact Act, the Senate voted 86 to 11 to pass legislation that will expand health care benefits for veterans exposed to toxic burn pits. Veterans and advocates have been demonstrating outside of the Capitol for days after Republicans tried to block the bill last week, seeking to add cost-controlling amendments to the bill. Up to 3.5 million veterans will qualify for the benefits for having been exposed to toxic burn pits. Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey led fellow Republicans to sign on to the deal in exchange for an amendment vote 
of the change in accounting provision. The amendment failed, but the bill passed, providing much-needed assistance to millions of veterans despite the stymieing efforts of the Republicans. Mm, mm, mm. What I was going to say, uh, and got completely distracted by the cute cats, what a roller coaster ride this couple of days was with uh, John Stewart coming. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been leading, uh, being a part of this bill and trying yeah. to get veterans better health care for uh, I don't know a decade more. Yeah, it's definitely been. A while. It's definitely been you more. Said it started with nine uh, eleven. Yeah, I just don't uh, know when he got involved. When he got but, involved, yeah. But it's been a it's been a while and. He's done a great job to highlight the hypocrisy of uh, support our troops, except for actually caring about their health care or making sure that their mental health is okay. And to be clear, all health care. Yeah, just <laughs> uh, health care again. Just, just all health care. But this, how much money Republicans are able to raise, how much uh Funding they're able to get from corporations on the premise that they are, you know, the troop, veteran, military friendly party. And they don't in any way care about taking care of those people that they then exploit to get right. funding from. Uh, he's done a great job with that. This in particular was like an absolute no brainer. You know, like this is the kind of thing that's like, oh, when brought to your attention, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) obviously, what you know, there needs to be an expansion. There needs to be help for these people. And Republicans were at first on board. Oh, yeah. Pass the House, gets to the Senate, and they're like, yeah. We need to talk about this a little bit more. Actually, we don't like that you guys just uh, came up with a compromise with the our plant, Joe Manchin. <laughs> and so this is punishment. We're, we're, we're actually not on board anymore. Wow. And who are you punishing? Who are you putting through this emotional roller coaster? Is it your colleagues across the aisle? <laughs> no, it's the veterans. Yeah. The ones you say you love so much and you appreciate and we should never disrespect our veterans. You know? It's, it is... It is interesting that someone like Ted Cruz can continue to say things like we must support our troops and stuff like that. And then, you know, be fist bumping after voting down (laughs) a bill that supports them. Right. Uh, But they got a ton of criticism. There was so much criticism. They uh, just couldn't face it. And Jon Stewart went on every single cable news that would have him, uh, including Fox. And he... uh, is masterful at going on that uh, network and talking to those folks who, because he doesn't take any of it seriously on their end. It's kind of right. like, I don't believe you to, you are an unserious person, so I'm not going to get riled up. I'm just going to say the things and I'm just going right. to move forward. Uh, yeah. I'm happy to see that it finally passed, mm-hmm. but they were out here lying, flatly lying, mm-hmm. saying that the Democrats tried to put some, push through some spending uh, measures or, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and none of, none of that happened. None, none of that, that happened. None yeah. of it was true. None yeah. of none of the bill had changed yeah. from uh, the one that they had all seen before. Yeah. There was a uh, there was a specific piece that they wanted to change. Uh, spending provision that, that they threw up, that Ted Cruz threw on the table that he said was an issue 
uh, I forgot the was it non discretionary spending. Right. Like we want to be able to reallocate if we need to. Yes. These funds, you know, we'll approve it, but we need to be able to. If you move some things around, you know, we don't need to be locked in taking care of these veterans. Well, just not the way that you are saying you want us to. You know, I might want to buy him orange juice instead. Hey, hey, and sometimes hey. orange juice fixes your lungs. You didn't know I that? I learned that in medical school. Yeah. So. Yeah. Drink some orange juice. So now it's time for orange juice. Yeah. Orange juice parties for the vets. And that's how I'd like to allocate the funds. <laughs> I mean. Make it discretionary. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got. Oh, this is not on our docket at all. But. Just you saying discretionary spending makes me think of uh, Senator Ron Johnson, who was out here just basically saying, we don't need social safety nets. You know, like it's I need that mandatory spending to really be discretionary so that we can examine it. We want to be able to, you know, make sure that these are running. These programs are running efficiently. And it's just right now it's just on autopilot, you know, and no one's checking in. No one's making no one's accountable. Yeah, these rich white dudes do a whole lot of weed. Right? <laughs> What's all this weed? Dude, you are in a very separate space. Separate space. I don't know about this weed thing. Like, yeah. The social safety net, we could use a lot of them. We could use that to be completely uh, properly propped up and enforced and re- reinforced and secure a foundation for everyone. I mean, we live in the greatest nation in the world, so says you guys. Can you please make sure your citizens feel that way? So we could talk about it as we go abroad, how great it is. Like, And right now, I'm telling you right now, there's someone like, well, if you don't like it, go back to where you came. <laughs> <laughs> and to that I say, I will never go back to Philadelphia. <laughs> I am happy here in the Pacific Northwest. I will go back to visit. If you're referring to some other country, blame your people for bringing us here. There it is. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Uh, so yeah, I, I want, I do want wow. people to um, just uh, keep your eye on this Ron Johnson thing because anybody who's out here in 2022, uh, while again we are still doing the panini, <laughs> anybody who is suggesting that we should take a peek at the way Social Security and Medicaid work and Medicare work every year because we just want to, you know... Chip, chip, chip. Check it out. They're ready to swipe it off the table. Yeah, it deserves analysis. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're ready to They're ready to pull it. That's what I like to use. It doesn't appear, you know, every year or every uh, midterm. Mm-hmm. It's like, so you get a new president... And whatever the party who won the presidency, like, loses out. We're all expected to lose out at the midterm. Yeah. I do not understand why anybody resigns to this, like, idea. Like, it's just like, well, we're, we lost the house, guys. You have you all three away. of the things right now. You gave it away. And then you assumed you'd lose, so you just didn't even run. Like, right. it, it's a mess. <laughs> the Republicans really, really want to take things away from us right now. If you're, if you're missing. Uh, the rights being taken from folks. Uh, Stripping Medicare and Social Security, they will just have a reason. They've been talking about this for (laughs) 20, 30 years. They have a bucket of reasons. They've got a bucket full of reasons why that is a prudent thing to do. And they're just going to throw it. They don't, it's word salad. It doesn't matter. But but the fact is, it is a potential possibility that they could do that because rules don't matter. What are they? What, What do they do? They don't apply. (laughs) 
when it comes to at all at all and the democratic response is hey those guys are mean vote for us it's not we're going to do something about those those guys guys are trying to take your rights away vote for us us. no strategy is how we're going to protect your rights no strategy is how we're going to maintain power if it's us they can't take it right that's the slogan here for you babe (laughs) crystal said agent orange juice man Boy, oh boy. I think, uh. Oh, wait a minute. We got another message. It's in the chat. (laughs) Nebraska, send us a $5 donation so you can have rights again. (laughs) Good That is completely it. Heart. That's 100% it. And with your donation. Also, those comms teams are crazy. Like, it's like Ron Johnson sits down and someone is like, and go. (laughs) (laughs) Send us $5 right now. (laughs) Can you commit to a sustainable gift? I feel like the people that are on these teams and different departments within these administrations and, you know, just people's people's crews, um, you go to school, you do your internships. And then you pull all your political strategy from the season of your choosing a Veep. I like <laughs> what do <are> we <laughs> Ah what? <laughs> like what's happening right now? Well when now? you say school, you did mean just watching seven seasons of Veep. Well, they listen. These That's people, what I heard. these people the people on these teams will have all of the degrees. The Harvards, the Cornell, like they'll be degreed up, yes, just to perform scenes from B. You're, yeah, like that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, I mean, that is just a great show. It is, it is, man. I, also, I don't live again, it, it, it does, it does kill me that uh, it takes a famous comedian to mm. apply pressure on elected officials and that works but like people protesting them in their face and you know disrupting dinner which is somehow way too over the top and egregious yeah doesn't have any ears for that doesn't have any you know there is no like i understand why this is important to you guys it's just like heidi and i are trying to have hot dogs could you please leave but john stewart is like, hey, this guy's not doing what he says he should, you know, what he says he's going to do. And somehow he's like, well, better get on top. And <laughs> better, that, better go back to my friends and tell them to vote for it. And that was the key to, like, some of Al Franken's uh, effectiveness, too, right? I think You know, so, yeah. just having that comedic base. And, I mean, it, it's, like you said, it's interesting that shaming them is what's going to move but the it, needle. It's it like, isn't even, it's not shame. Shame does not work to, I don't think shame works with conservative mm. there there's a shield that, shame shield there's a shame shield that comes with <laughs> believing Jones also, you know? <laughs> he does yeah. on his website yeah. <laughs> no there's there's it's it's just um like we talked about a while ago how the default is just you can't tell me what to do the default or you know like the base of the yeah, ideology yeah, 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 is just yeah. like I'm the one who knows what's right. You can't tell me what to do. So you can't shame someone who who believes in the moment they're doing the thing that's right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that it's right for other people or 
helpful for other people. It's just right to what they care about. Yeah. So the shame isn't it. The pressure that he put on them, I think, is his audience, not just, uh, you know, Comedy Central watchers, because he hasn't been on there for forever. But right. it's he's got a, you know, pretty hefty podcast. And he has a way of speaking to these senators as if he doesn't care that they are senators. Right. Right. At all. But it's At not all. the shame because, and I think that was my point of how do the the protests at your dinner of the people that are immediately affected that doesn't shame you that doesn't make you feel away you would you go home and you're just like I can't believe they interrupted us I, I can't believe they made our life hard today while we were having dinner but somehow the the pressure from you know John Stewart going on every thing and mm-hmm. saying. None of what they're saying is true right now. It's just absolutely not true. And you can go read it for yourself. Somehow that worked. But I don't think it's shame. Yeah. Yeah. You you are correct. You're correct. I'm I'm, I'm replaying that uh, scenario of, you know, them being out and being um, checked in public. Yeah. For their decisions. And it reminds me of, like, a scene from one of the fantasy shows we watch, any myriad of them, where it's like, you know, the feudal lord or the king or whoever is being disturbed by the peasants outside. <laughs> and how that actually feeds the ego. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they actually live off of that. Like, oh, can, can someone do something about this? This sounds a lot like Trump. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Rudo, you're starting, you're starting trouble over here. <laughs> Oh, my word. Our community can sure use a center <sighs> for equity and inclusion. Uh, yes, that's a that's a pull from uh, my Instagram conversations earlier this week. Rudo with the inside jokes. <laughs> I'm here for it. Always. Always. So, as you know, there have been some uh, debates, if you will, mm-hmm. about uh, reproductive rights and who can do what with their body and when. And right. why? Right. And Walgreens and CVS have jumped in the pot. Uh, both CVS and Walgreens, two of the largest pharmacies in the U.S., both have similar policies, which give employees the option to refuse the sale of contraceptives. Last week, Walgreens customers took to social media to share stories of issues with their birth control prescription and troubles with others' contraceptive purchases. CVS, the largest pharmacy in the country, claims that they have policies in place which ensures that patients cannot be denied access to medicines prescribed by physicians due to staff members' beliefs. However, they also maintain that federal law law allows religious beliefs to prevent staff from dispensing certain medications. While most states demand that objecting pharmacists provide alternative accommodations for patients, it is not required by CVS. In 2019, CVS came under fire for allegedly raising rates on birth control pills. What is supposed to happen, Ambush, uh, with this policy, and this is what Walgreens says that they do at their place. You have an employee that has an objection to dispensing birth control pills or selling condoms, and that person can say, 
I am not able to help you, but let me grab somebody who can help you right now. We grab a non non denominational cashier. And we need a non denominational cashier or supervisor yeah. to the checkout right now. Yeah. That's what's supposed to happen. But the stories that were on, uh, you know, people's firsthand accounts of what had been happening, uh, one woman said, I went to pick up my birth control prescription. They said, not going to do it. Um, can't do that due to my religious beliefs. And she was like, okay, cool. I'm going to need my birth control now. So, and she was told to call her provider. Which makes absolutely zero sense. Right. Because it's back there. It's, it's behind the <laughs> counter. It's with you back there. Well, my provider did the part that they're supposed to do. And they prescribed the medicine for me. And I am here to pick it up. They did not offer an alternative in that moment. And this person had to, uh, you know, leave without their prescription. And then raise enough, you know, eyebrows for that particular Walgreens to be like, whoopsie doodles come on in four days later. And for anybody who has never, you know, taken birth control pills, this is a, this is the kind of thing that you don't get to miss four days yeah. and then you're just still golden. That is not real. <laughs> yeah. The amount of, you know, the same time every single day that happens with most birth control pills, you can't miss four days and you're just good to go. So you're changing my life due to your religious beliefs and also you get to have those fine find someone else to give me my birth control pills in this moment right, right this second right. that's what's supposed to happen but cashier at the you know checkout is like oh whoa can't sell you any condoms that'd be promoting the sex or something i mean i don't even know what the what you right. say no to that for i guess you met, are if you, married? you have sex you should just be are you married it's just for procreation maybe are you married Premarital sex, bro. No, I'm not giving you condoms. Can't do it. My religion says such. Man. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, These are things I just can't understand. The last point you made about them coming into fire in 2019 for raising the rates on birth control pills. Um, that makes sense to me. This is a corporation that wants to make money. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying no, that makes sure. sense. Yeah, yeah. So to be put in a position now where they're losing sales, <laughs> they're losing sales because they have to allow their associates' religious views to be freely expressed. Mm -hmm. It's now affecting their bottom line. So that's interesting over there at one point. And for that section of the community that's like Rovers, wait, this is really, you know, this is it's not really my concern. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna have an issue buying condoms. Like the ripple effect is just it's unfathomable. It's, there's so many things that are gonna be happening. It's like, well, why, how did we get here? Oh, um, remember when you were like, I want to make sure I control all the people who can get pregnant, and you were on board because you were a person who couldn't get pregnant. Yeah, that's how we got here. Talk about out of hand. Out of hand. <laughs> this is a. Uh, you were talking about a roller coaster. This is off the rails. This one has no seriously. Like you have to have a non-denominational uh, cashier. So it's like it's like <laughs> this is going to change your 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 shift labor, your entire uh, labor force <laughs> completely. Like I remember when you first told me about that story, and the pharmacist was just like, 
just didn't put it in the bag and just was like, well, you know, can't can't feel this. Can't feel it. Just can't do it. In that moment, they didn't do what they're supposed to do. Reference another uh, tech <laughs> pharmacy tech back there. Like, right. just sent the person away. Well, but also, what about the pharmacies that only have one pharmacist? That isn't, that's not uh, hey. uncommon. Like, No, not uncommon at all. There are plenty of pharmacies that break for lunch because they don't have enough people. With that sign, we are closed from 12 to 1.30. Yeah. So, so then what? Is anybody else able to dispense birth control? Like, can a non-pharmacist do that? Can they just slip it to a me? How does yeah. it work? Right. And it's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But having like, I, I may have told this story already. So sorry, friends. But when I moved to Philadelphia, I was completely shocked that they could deny you mm. birth control just flat right. out. And even so my doctor was like, oh, what do you need that for? <laughs> to control my birth. To one, control my birth. And mm. two, it regulates my cycle. And he's like, okay, then I can go ahead and prescribe. What? <laughs> well, if you have, you know, a rough cycle, then, and you use it to regulate, then I can write you a prescription for that. Oh, okay. Like, at, even in the moment, I didn't understand what was happening. Right. And then I went to fill it in the pharmacy that was in that, you know, building, and they were like, whoop, can't do this. <laughs> Go ahead and take your uh, Jezebel papers back. <laughs> I will absolutely have nothing to do with that. And I was like, I don't understand. And I am not a religious person at all. Right, so right. I really stood there like a dummy. Like, what does it mean? I don't, I don't understand. Is this the, tap, tap, tap. Is this thing on? This is a prescription. And it's for, for a very uh, common thing. Common yeah. thing. Give it to me, please. Yeah. And finally, the uh, person was like, this is a Catholic hospital. We will not do that. And I was like, well, where, what do I do with it then? Where do I go? That was, like, this... that was like seven, eight years ago. Yeah. In the big city. In the big city. <laughs> the big city. Yeah. Like, and they were very serious. I mean, like, there was no... It was almost like, why did you bring us this prescription? Do you, you know, know where you are? Yeah. I didn't. No, I didn't. That was also the time, uh, you know, a time when, or maybe it wasn't even the time, but it was the insurance that I had through my job. It was like, here's a big booklet of names and choose one. <laughs> and that's your doctor. So I had no idea that I was even like going to a Catholic hospital or right. anything like And I probably wouldn't back then have had any yeah. trepidation anyway. It would have right. just been like, well, that's where a doctor is. Cool. But yeah. They absolutely denied me, and I had to go elsewhere. And then to get a refill, dude was definitely like, well, is it working for the regulation? <laughs> and I was like, this is not the first time I've had it. Give it back. Yeah. What are you doing? Why are you acting like this is a controlled substance? <laughs> like, Actually, this is yeah, not. Right. <laughs> this doesn't get you high, friend. Yeah. yeah. What do you need birth control for? Well, I'm trying to, you know, get taller. And I heard in some circles that gives you, you know. Two inches an advantage, in height. The, yeah. An advantage. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to increase my wingspan as well. You know, you know, whatever else you guys are out here using it for. Give me the birth control. I want to control the birth. I want to control the birth. That's what I want it for. Man. You I tell gotta... you guys a lot about my uh, <laughs> my reproductive health. Sorry, friends. 
That's not what you're here for. <laughs> <laughs> we got a text. Uh, Nebraska is the best engineer. Yes, they are. Ba, 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 yes. Ba. yes, this is very true. Very true. Talk to them. Crystal said, by the way, guys, Summer Beats this last weekend was amazeballs. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Th- listen, the rest of this week is going to be pretty hot. Oh. <laughs> oh I'm so sorry. <laughs> Look at the spare of your face just now. Oh. It's like I forgot and then remembered. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is supposed to be over 100 on Sunday. I, I legit, like we've reported on this last week. And may possibly the week before leading up to it. I legit thought those days were done. I, I did not look further enough down the weather calendar. <laughs> to see, we had more scorchers. Also, I mean, you never can trust the weather fully, right? Not a report. Yeah. I mean. Those days, those temperatures just move around. They, they, they get want. bumped. Yeah. You know? They get bumped up. They never go to get bumped back down again. But it's always sooner. The hotter days we thought we're going to get Thursday. Oh, it's, oh today. it's today. Yeah. The 100 plus degree heat is like flying on standby. <laughs> <laughs> and it just gets bumped. Yeah. Now yeah. you're in first class because we bumped you seven Not- times. <laughs> so instead of Sunday, you're going to arrive on Friday. <laughs> Soaked. Soaked in sweat. I am just Welcome not. Friday. I'm not okay with uh, any of this. Can and I talk about mm. how the perfect weather is like 76 degrees mm. and a nice breeze. Gotta have that breeze. That's the sunny day I want. Yeah. You start getting into the 90s and up, up, upper 80s. <laughs> Hard pass. I know that. I know. I know what it is. I am in Portland, Oregon. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the CEO of this? <laughs> I'm not on a tropical vacation. <laughs> This is supposed to be mild, a mild climate. <laughs> and I'm the annoying person who's like, yeah, you could have just rained instead. Yeah, I, I would have taken I, the rain. Give me the gray. Give me the gray sky. I always would take being cold and needing to warm up than being hot and trying to cool down because it is impossible. And there's just no way to get all the way ahead of it, you know? Listen, I try, we attempted to get ahead of it a little bit yesterday. Uh, DJ Temple and I got some shaved ice. You did, and we hung outside the car, and, and then they ate it in it. my face. So that was, well, I'm just kidding. Okay, I mean it did happen. It did. She wasn't interested. I actually happened. didn't want one. Yeah. So then she turns to me and she's like, she's "Like we're finishing up." And she's like, "Do you have heat heat in your car? Like, does the heat work?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's, no, <laughs> it's, it's an operation. Why? It's just you know." I said. I'm not cutting the heat on in this car because you got little cases of the shivers from having shaved ice. This is what I'm not going to do. Well, speaking of DJ Tempo, yeah, I was out and about yesterday for far longer than I expected. And I think that may be why I hate the sun so much. Mm. It was so hot. I was in, I, I also, someone's going to have to explain to me why there's rush hour traffic at three o'clock. Oh, I, I do not get it. What well, shift is welcome, that? Welcome to your city. Welcome back. But to just what shift is it? Like where, what, what, when do I mean, they get off work I mean, that you're just sitting on the freeway at 3.15? And it starts at one thirty. There's a window. I'm sorry. This is not what was There's not a window point. around 11. Where you can get where, anywhere in 15 I, yeah, minutes. Yeah, where I think it's old Portland, the guys you, what you guys have been telling me about. <laughs> you can zoom anywhere around 11.15. I mean. Directly after that. 
It's as, a soon as, as soon as you get to your destination, the way back is going to be mayhem. So I was I was uh, in the elements mm-hmm. a lot yesterday, mm-hmm. and I get home, and I'm hot, and it's nice and cool-ish mm-hmm. in our house, and here comes DJ Tempo in a hooded sweatshirt mm-hmm. and full sweatpants, and was like, hey, how's it going? Get out of my face. <laughs> You are making me hot. I am gonna Why do you have that stuff on? It was cold. The AC is so cold. Get out of my face. Yo, she legit would not, like, she was fighting with me about me putting my window down in the car on the way home. She's like, yeah, could you just? This is when you have to tell her, you said, can walk home. Said, Let's you, see what it looks like. You can keep your window <laughs> up, but I, I need some fresh air here. <laughs> She's like, okay, but maybe not too much. She doesn't get to ride in cars. <laughs> <laughs> New rule. Sit in the back. Back seat with you. No, you just don't get to go anywhere. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the 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 idea of a hooded sweatshirt when it was, you know, solid upper 80s yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Easily. And full sweatpants. No, it made me so hot. I, it, the irritation just went from <laughs> zero to 100 real quick. You're in a climate crisis, right? Yeah. It's real. Ambush, I'm gonna we we don't have much time, so okay. I, I'm gonna All say right. this really fast. Uh, I don't even remember at this point what the story was this week. The the feel good story that to me highlighted a systemic failure. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember which one it was, but I wanted to um, just take a second. Business? Oh, it was mm-hmm. yes, yes. Thank you. Yep. So um. So last week we talked about in Newburgh the uh, low low income housing community that was having an issue because we have supposedly learned our lesson from last year's heat wave. We made it possible so that people can have air conditioners in units that they previously couldn't. Then in Newburgh, those uh, you know landlords were still like, "Hey man, you're you got to get out of here because." Department of Housing says you're not in compliance. Yep. So the community, they could have standing uh, AC units, just not window units. And so there were community members calling in saying, I want to buy an AC unit for this person. I will do that. I will do that. And that is amazing. And I am so happy that there are people who are able to do that, who are generous enough to do that, um, who care about their community members. I I honestly believe mutual aid is the only way that we have survived this long. Straight up. But it also highlights to me many systemic failures, much like seeing, you know, the kids doing fundraisers to eliminate their friend's school lunch debt. Like, there shouldn't be lunch debt. Right. That shouldn't be a thing. And so we bury the lead and, like, talk about how great this eight-year-old is, but how come any of that kid's friends have to go to school and then not get food. Right. Why is <laughs> and that be told that they can't have lunch. I mean, there should be no reason at all. None whatsoever. We have agreed on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And kids raising money for back to school supplies. These are things that kids should not have to be paying attention to. Number one, I thought that was like a make sure kids get to be kids kind yeah. of thing. Um, you know what I want kids. What I want kids raising money for, corner store money, comics. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, in our neighborhood. 
I think I was heading to the station, and this must have been like three weeks ago. It was like in the afternoon, and there were some kids on Fremont holding signs, and I'm like, like what, what, are they, what are these little rascals up to now? <laughs> these little rascals. And they're selling lemonade. Uh, I forgot yeah. what it was, a cup. It was like maybe $2, $2 a cup. I don't know. That's a lot. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, we're inflation, man. Well, it's listen. Panini. It's gr- corporate greed, and so are those kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I think I got like 3 or $4 uh, in the little uh, compartment here. So I spin the block, come back around, and then I pull up, and their eyes light up like Your first customer of the day, guys. I'm like, here, take this. I didn't throw it at them. I'm sorry for that gesture. But uh, (laughs) I'm reaching across the passenger side. I'm like, you guys doing good work out here. And just pulled off. I'm like, I hope the one that, I hope they're going to like evenly distribute this. Now I feel like I need to pull over and be like, you didn't even get lemonade? Nah, it didn't matter. I just, I was really just like proud of them being out there trying to pull anything off, even if they're going to use this money to go buy fireworks. Like, Okay, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just, look at you little, little rascals. I love it. And then I was like, I pulled up, I was like, hmm, should I get out and have a conversation and make sure they're going to split this money evenly? What's, what, Go away. what do you guys, how'd you guys, who came up with this idea? <laughs> Who's working for who? And is there, are there even splits? What is the profit margin? Let's talk. I need better signage. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, kid, that, that's what I want kids to do fundraisers for, not to for actually help their that, friends so out of debt. Not a fundraiser, then. Yeah, that's it's a fundraiser. Oh, huh? really? It's a that's, that's, that's a that's a fun thing. little thing to do. Yeah, and you get some pocket change, and you know whatever it is that you're saving your money up for, or whatnot. Your bubblegum money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your your book money. Well, that's what I used to be like. Yeah. Hey, can I? Uh, do something for you so I can yeah, get some money for, for some plastic <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I can do chores. What yeah. do you need? Yeah. Um, it, that's that is that's kids being getting to be kids yeah. to me. Uh, a a child realizing that there is a failure in some sort of way, and they feel like they need to step in and help fix it, guys. <laughs> and then the adults applaud it. Instead of doing it's, job. Be, it's a it's a really good feel good story and it's amazing and everybody's excited about it. But how come there's school lunch debt and why aren't we tackling that? Right. That's right. the thing we need to be talking about, not you know, uh that a four year old was able to raise fifteen hundred dollars. Like you right. should not even know what raise funds means at four. No. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Running fundraiser. That is wild. Oh, there's a whole bunch of text messages. <laughs> said ambush. Stranger danger. Seriously. <laughs> Here, take this. <laughs> take this, buddy. Crystal uh, agrees that the bat dance is totally underrated. And Dr. J, he knows. He understands it. Dr. J understands what's happening here. Ah, uh, yes. Huh? Hans Zimmer. You're doing that to folks. It's true. It's true. It's true. Also, the amount of uh, sounds, I will say, soundscapes that mm. a Hans Zimmer can give. Like, I'm always like, oh, wow, you did that one, too, huh? <laughs> oh, and you're that just, one, too, you're huh? Just, you're just back at it. You just don't take a break. Yeah. No days and, off. And then when you do take a break, you let Danny Elfman get some work in. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just trade back and forth? Just, you know, Danny, you got some space there? They got all... All the contracts. Man, all the contracts. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. There's that, and then there's also the stories like you know, twelve year old entrepreneur. Listen, I just wanted to be able to help my mom pay the bills. Really, <laughs> really. I'm seeing a systemic failure there. Yeah, the skyrocketing rent your mother shouldn't have to pay. Uh, the stagnant doubling. wages. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just have the kids work. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why it hit me in that moment. The way you said that. Child labor. Like it just. <laughs> yeah. Let's just have the kids work. <gasps> yeah. I mean, there's only so many hours in a day. There's only so many shifts one person can work. And so if, you know, mom's on third <sighs> and dad's on third, whoever is the guardians Maybe here. You go first. Hey, baby, you got to get up. <laughs> you ready? Hey, don't you got some cookies to sell? Let's go. It's 11 a.m. We need your lemonade stand open. Should have been open. It's shameful. Yeah. Like, it's shameful. It's bad news there. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about this whole, you know, the school lunch debt situation. Like, school lunch debt situation. Like, uh-uh. No, that that's the that one that, like, thing. really, really kills me. And to be clear, community coming together is my... Yes, yes, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. Yeah. Uh that is how we survive. That's how we take care of each other. But to only highlight the uh cute part and skip right past why that fundraiser is you happening in happen. the first place, right. why there is a twelve year old entrepreneur, like, come on. Come I ro- on. I roll my eyes every time I, I see that phrase. It, it makes Child me like, like, like I said, raises my blood pressure. Fam, what are you saying right now? The child has a EIN. <laughs> the child's LLC'd up. That's it. it. That's it. That's all. We got to move forward. Like, Alex is here. <laughs> we bring in our friend. <laughs> here to talk about Isabel Garcia's piece on the community-led solution to climate to the climate crisis is news editor for the Portland Mercury, Alex Zelensky. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. Good morning. I'm not a twelve year old entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> but Well I'm what's wrong with you? About who is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. I mean maybe I like did some lemonade selling. Yeah. Yeah. About it. yeah. And there yeah. was no pressure for you like to a, you know, hit a sales total at the end of the day. A goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely I made like some I think I made like my first like newspaper newsletter with like the Microsoft Word, um, (laughs) like the layouts they had. And it was like about my family and I interviewed my cat. (laughs) I guess that's maybe being an entrepreneur. (laughs) Did you sell the paper? Right. Uh, No, no money. (laughs) Nonprofit. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I probably didn't even leave my desktop. So. <laughs> it was a riveting cat interview, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> people need to know. Yeah. Well, we are excited about what people need to know today yeah. uh, with the, the community coming together since uh, some yeah. folks won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously last week we had a very hot week all of our brains melted um <laughs> and we you know the city put together a number of different cooling shelters 
and spaces to go if it was too hot. At the same time, you know, there are all these kind of lessons hopefully learned from last year when we had that really even hotter heat wave that um, led to the death of, you know, over 60 people who were, um, majority of them were just in their apartments, um, just not really having access to uh, go to a cooling shelter and didn't have air conditioning. And so this time around, while the the county and city have kind of put together, you know, a resiliency plan to, to create shelters, cooling shelters for folks, there's kind of a gap in one of the problems from, from last year was that there was a gap in, in getting folks to those shelters. And, uh, you know, Uber and taxis and everything during that, the hottest time of the day, it would take hours for, for folks to be able to get into one and get there. And so to fill that need and, and kind of to fill a number of other needs, there are uh, groups of, of neighborhood volunteers kind of stepping up to respond to climate emergencies. And uh, one of the, the Mercury reporters, Isabella Garcia, went out on a ride-along last week with uh, a few of them during kind of the hottest part of the day and got a perspective of what kind of climate resiliency looks like from the community's perspective and how... I mean, this story for me kind of brought a little bit of hope into all of this doom and gloom around, you know, what the future is going to look like with climate change bringing more and more extreme weather events in the, in the winter and the summer and, and in between. Specifically, she, she chatted with a number of folks who are part of neighborhood emergency teams called NETS, the acronym, mm-hmm. that were put together, these volunteer groups in different neighborhoods put together you know, initially as a way to like, hey, we should organize to prepare for when the big one, the big earthquake comes. Uh, we need to have folks who know uh, where water supply is. We need people who, who can look out for each other in the neighborhood. We can't rely on emergency services when like buildings are crashing down and, and bridges are collapsing. Um, so we need to rely on each other. And so there are these teams, these neighborhood teams that kind of every so often meet and uh, get instructions from city emergency groups about kind of how to prepare for for the, for the eventual Cascadia subduction zone earthquake. But at the same time, you know, there isn't anything right now that they're that they're responding to. And so in the past couple of years, they realized, hey, we are well organized groups of, of neighbors who know how to respond in a in a crisis. And there's crises happening every year that aren't destructive earthquakes yet, yeah. fortunately. Um, but we can kind of pivot and and since we know our neighborhood, we know our neighbors, let's kind of provide emergency response to folks during extreme kind of heat waves, extreme, you know, ice storms, help drive folks to cooling shelters or warming shelters, maybe drop off water, you know, drop off sands. Do, do whatever we can do in the interim before there is an, another huge earthquake that we're prepared for. And so it kind of shows that there is there's strength in our community kind of organizing to support neighbors in moment of crisis to be able to pivot and, and do the same in uh, during a heat wave and during a, any kind of weather emergency. And so you know, last week during the large heat wave, uh, a number of these NET um, volunteer groups were, were taking their cars, driving to and from kind of cooling shelters, stopping and chatting and checking in with folks in their neighborhood, you know, going door to door, seeing if people need a lift or need water or just need to be checked in on maybe later. 
you know, hoping to fill that gap that was really identified last summer in that, you know, those number of, of heat deaths that really came from people just not having someone to check in on them and not having someone to say or encourage, hey, if you look really overheated, maybe we should take you to a cooling center. And so it's it's interesting to see kind of when this city and county's resources may not extend far enough or that, you know, our understanding and knowledge of our own neighbors and our comfort just personally going door to door and checking in on people may, might not be strong enough that there are these community groups that are doing that work and trying to fill that gap and fill that need, which, you know, may or may not be the, the right solution, may, may you know, they're not being paid by the city or county to do this right, work, right. but they are volunteering because they want to, they, they know there's a need and they want to do this and it's reassuring to kind of know that there are these teams that are organized folks kind of in different communities checking up on folks. And, and you know, it's not just house people. They were also going to going to areas of town or of their neighborhood where there are camps and checking in on folks there and, and even going to, like, shelters when folks are being um, – are leaving homeless shelters during time of the day, seeing if they need a ride over to schooling shelters. And, yeah, you know, and, and I'd like to say it avoided uh, more – fatalities than, than we did see. I think we saw about uh, five or six maybe in Multnomah County over the past couple weeks because of the heat. But um, yeah, kind of a, an, a, a hopeful story, I'd like to... That's the right to, kind of feel-good story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The feel-good story is that people always complain we don't write enough about it. Right, well, right. you know. There's positive things mm-hmm. happening too, Alex. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah, yeah well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, here it is. I mean, I at the it. same time, at the same time, you know, uh, people still uh, reject the idea that that there is any kind of heat, you know, unusual oh, yeah. climate, oh, yeah. um, you know, event going on. But the fact that, and you know, I mean, the fact that we have to rely on volunteers to look out for mm-hmm. uh, our neighbors instead of us inherently kind of being equipped and having time and having time for work and having the bandwidth to, to do that ourselves too. You know, it, it points to something <laughs> that's needed in the community and something that's a gap that needs to be filled. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be really great if the things that people uh, ran on and told us that mattered and they would tackle or address Actually, that then happened. Uh, mm-hmm. But that that is, uh, you know, climate's one that is, I don't know how we get to even argue about it, but, right. yeah. As if you know, all experiencing it together. yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I you tell me, Alex, when you when you're talking to somebody about climate and they are, you know, a living person, do they just say uh, nothing's different? I don't feel the difference. You guys are crazy what are you talking about i think i mean i think a lot of folks just say oh i remember there were some hot summers in my youth like you know this is all the same um and and a lot of rejection now like i have seen obviously in the past like decade a big switch on people being more like more receptive to the idea that climate change is real right but then there's like this next step that is climate change man-made or is climate change something that's just happening to the planet and it's solely out of our hands? And I think that's the, the next challenge, mm. trying to really get 
through to people to, to show the science and show the data that, hey, climate change is something that we have contributed to, that we have made happen. And we could, you know, we can't reverse at this point, but we can make it a little less awful. Yeah. It's not totally, totally out of our hands. Yeah. Which is both horrifying and, and great news. And hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alex, thank you so much for another enlightening Thursday. We so appreciate you. Of course. Of course. Have a good rest of your week. You too. Stay cool, as they say. (laughs) That was Alex Zelensky, news editor of the Portland Mercury. Tune in every Thursday at 8.45 a.m. to hear an update from the Mercury right here on the news of my fiance. Nice to Oh, we got some breaking news? Just really quick. It's not as if I could even read this, but Uh headline. The feds charged four police officers in fatal Breonna Taylor raid. The feds? Because we couldn't count them locally. DOJ came through and was like, uh, hey, hey guys, we're going to take a peek at this. Um, That's great. Yeah. Maybe, that's great. Maybe we'll uh, hop on the next one. Not a maybe. Okay. Uh, All right. Be looking for us to talk about that next <laughs> Thursday. Say it with our chest. Boom. You know? Today's show is made possible. Thanks to Morgan Jones and myself, DJ Ambush, our illustrious engineer, the Breath Lucas, Brian Miller, news writer and podcast editor, Kyle G. And our guest, Alex Zelensky. There's a I don't know why there's a space there. In the script? Yeah, we're gonna have to pull that. Yeah, I'm gonna fix it up. right now All so right. you don't have that pause so yeah. that my air horn cool. is actually Properly timed. I mean, come on, Ambush. I'm sorry, (laughs) (laughs) Remember, everyone, poverty is a policy choice and power to the people. Thanks for listening. Bye.